0: You are listening to Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. The views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the people appearing on the show and not of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association or the sponsors.
1: All right. Welcome in. Pulling Weeds, here we go. We're just trying the intro music to see if it sounded good. Um, here. Spartanburg, South Carolina today with our distinguished guest, Zach Ramey. Zach, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing well about yourself, Tim.
1: Doing fine. A little nasally, man, fighting the head cold that I think everybody's had. You guys been okay? Your crew, anybody been
0: sick? Uh, we all fought COVID over Christmas, so that was a lot of fun.
1: Now, did you follow protocol? Everybody will go get tested? Are we on the 14-day stay home
0: program still? Well... Uh, I was the one that had it first, so I think I kind (laughs) of spread it to everybody without knowing that I had it. And uh, So
1: you didn't stay home for quarantine time? No, I mean,
0: once I found out that I had it, I stayed home for for five days at that point and uh, had three other guys come down with it, and they stayed out and uh, seemed to kind of cure it at that point. But uh, we also had some guys on vacation, so it was a a very lean crew over Christmas.
1: Now um – We'll get into the construction side of work here that you guys are going through, but did that start over the holidays? Was this going on yet, or is this just no, regular?
0: No, just, it was uh, just regular maintenance, thank goodness. Yeah. Construction started in mid-January.
1: The problem with us over here, though, that most folks, I guess, listening to the podcast would realize is that through the winter, um, grass was still growing primarily, I'm guessing. How late did you cut this year?
0: Uh well our greens are bent grass, so we're still mowing greens. Oh gosh, I forgot. Every three to four days, even though we're not cutting very much just to clean them up. And uh so you know, we walk mow everything here, uh as far as greens go. So sending out three or four guys and only having, you know, six or eight guys here along with other mm-hmm. things during co while we all had were fighting COVID, that was a tough time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, did you go to Phoenix by chance? I didn't. See, so there's a number of folks, I don't know if you've talked to anybody that went, but that have come back sick. Really? Yeah. And we are all wondering whether it was COVID, flu, et cetera. I know that the flu was going around in the upstate, but all right. So in your estimation, tell everybody that listening, um, it's not from South Carolina or
0: North Carolina, where is Spartanburg? So Spartanburg is about 20 minutes or 15 miles from Greenville, north of 85 and, uh, it's in the upstate. Uh, they call it the hub city because it used to be the hub where all the trains met um, on their ways north or south. And so it's uh, it's growing as part of the Greenville-Spartanburg metro area. Um, Greenville and Spartanburg are kind of right in the middle of, of Charlotte and Atlanta. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a good place. Uh, we have a lot of new technology here and new businesses. And uh, nice to see all that growing in or coming in. So
1: Spartanburg, that's why it's GSP, Greenville Spartanburg. Correct. Um
0: a lot of old money here from what I th- there is um like textiles, right? A like lot of textiles what, still here, uh believe it or not. And
1: I think that's why the rail system and the textile mills etc was important in this area was like
0: wartime, right? It was. Yeah. Um and th- like I said there's still some textiles around here. Some of our members are still in textiles and still have their businesses and textiles um and then there's a lot of real estate development that's headquartered here in Spartanburg that's worldwide um Uh and that was something that I was not aware of when I came to work here about all the real estate development that that goes on from here so it's been really interesting to learn about that and and meet members who are all involved in that are you um
1: are you given like, a, an annual lot from each one of these companies in different places around the world as part
0: of your perks? Uh, you know, I wish I was. Oh. I was. Maybe I need to roll that into my package next year. No doubt, no doubt. Well, there was a package. I'm going to jump. This is where the podcast gets
1: fun, but we'll jump all over. But in your previous uh, place of employment, if I'm not mistaken, the superintendent there negotiated um, wedding receptions into his contract for his two daughters, did he not?
0: I, you know, I don't know, but it doesn't surprise me because I know they were both there. Yeah, um, yeah. That that was right before I started working there. Okay, but uh, but I've seen pictures of them being there. Yes, and so, I mean, it was a good venue to have it. Can't deny that. Yeah. Well, the price would have been very good too if the club would have not charged you for doing <laughs> yeah. it there. Um. Anyways, all right. So, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Kings Mountain, North Carolina, so about 40 minutes north of Spartanburg, going towards Charlotte, uh, right off 85 again. I guess I've never really left the corridor. Okay. Uh, We'll have
1: some 85 jokes later then about
0: construction. Yeah, so I grew up, uh, I was born and raised there, Uh, went to high school there, finished, um, and then went to Clemson after that, and really never left the upstate after Clemson. All right, so when were you at Clemson? I was at Clemson from 2003 to 2007. Oh, wow. Okay. So so I, I always tell everybody I was there in the bad football years. Oh yeah. No, no,
1: I was I was right before you. So who was the coach you had? Then Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Who was who was before Tommy? Tommy West. Yeah, I had him and then Bowden.
0: So you were in the really bad football years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Yeah. The students now have no clue what they have in sports and athletics compared to when we were there. My kids have no clue. No. They've been to national championship games. I still haven't been. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's nuts. Okay.
1: So, 07. All right. Um did you work at the golf course while you were there?
0: I did. I worked for Don Garrett for a summer. Um, my senior year, I graduated in August of 07, so I worked for Don that summer before I graduated uh, as an intern. Um, had a did lot you study of study turf. I actually didn't. My my Sorry. degree my degree is in business. I have a degree in business with a concentration in sport management. So you spent a lot of time at Serene. I did. <laughs> okay. Serene and uh, all the other center, I guess, core campus buildings. Yeah. Um, and then uh, decided my my se- the second semester of senior year that I wanted to do turf and was told that that was not a good option at that point because I was going to be there for three more years. uh uh-huh. If I chose to do that, and so.
1: So how, okay, tell that story. How'd you finish up? Then you just finished the business degree and intern. Yeah, so
0: so I had to do an internship to graduate. I'd, I'd already done twi- two internships and I uh, had one more left, and went to Don. Um, had done the, had done golf course maintenance as a summer job both summers prior. Where uh, at Cleveland Country Club in Shelby? Yeah. Uh for a guy named Scott MacArthur. I was gonna ask that's if Scott package. was there. Yeah. Oh God! I worked for the package, yes. Yeah, okay. So that was a lot of fun. We need to get Scott on this. We thing. Do. Scott, if you listen to this, we need to come see you. Um kind of learned the ropes with Scott and that was when Scott was still young. He was Where he was is still, he now? Is he a river is it Rocky River? Rocky River. That's right. Okay. <laughs> but he was young and leaner than he is now. <laughs> you said it, not me. I've never I, met I, him in that shape. I, I tell him that all the time. But uh he was a lot meaner than he is now too.
1: Okay, I can see that. Yeah.
0: And so um but he seems to, very honest. You know, I, very candid with people. That's a good way to put it. He doesn't sugarcoat things. Yes. So uh anyway, long story short, I went. I knew some of the guys in in the turf program and uh and they told me to talk to John to Don, so I did and did an internship for Don and decided I was going to go back and get my masters in turf and uh went to Grad school for Burt for one semester and decided I wanted to be a superintendent, so I went back and got my two-year degree. Where? At Catawba Valley in Hickory.
1: Were you working then?
0: I was. I was still working for Scott then uh, at Cleveland. How far of a commute was that? Uh, not not long. Did Four. you go home, live at home? I did. I lived back with my parents. So, so it worked. It did. It all worked out. You could out. afford it then. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Now, uh, were you involved with someone at the time? I was. Uh, my wife, uh, we were – we were dating then. We had met at Clemson. Okay, and so she was here in Greenville, and I would I would go up there. Is that where she was from? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, and so she's from Greenville, but but I would stay with my parents while I was in class and work for Scott, and then come down and see her when I could. Okay, so, that's awesome.
1: And that was then, 09.
0: Okay, finished up, and then uh, I had to do an internship for Randy Long, or I did an internship for Randy Long at Thornblade. As part of your as part of my, your master's? My, well, as part of your, your turf two, degree. Two-year degree. Okay. And that's how I, I ended up here. So um, you
1: only have one year towards your master's? I have one semester. One semester. And how long would that take? Uh, I think another year and a half or two years. Full-time? Yes. Can you do it online at night? No. Okay. Just thought I'd ask to see. I mean, Is I've, that something you'd pursue ever?
0: You know, I've thought about doing it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, I just don't know how it would benefit me as a... Superintendent or director of agronomy, or in this in this field, um
1: especially if you're not leaving the I-85 corridor. Exactly. There you go. Okay, so '09 ish. You did the internship back at. was that '09? You
0: did it. At '09. I started in '09.
1: Okay, you did the internship at um, Thornblade.
0: Thornblade. And then you just stayed after you graduated. I did. I did. So. What was your role? AIT. And so I did an AIT, and then Randy promoted me to an assistant. Okay. Were they first and second? No, Randy treated both of us equally. And this um, is Randy Long. Randy Long
1: okay. at Thornblade. Randy Long, classmate of Don Garrett?
0: No, I think – were they classmates? Close. Okay. I know Randy and Fred Biggers.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe I'm dating Don, huh? Yeah. It was Fred Biggers, that's right. Randy Long, who else? Uh, there was another one in there.
0: Fred and Will Holroyd.
1: Will, there you go. Yeah. I, I used to joke and call it like the 83 quarterback draft. <laughs> they all came out of the same class at Clemson. You know what I mean. Some good ones there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. So then you just stayed at Thornblade. Now were you commuting still at this point, or did no, you move? I, I had
0: moved to Greenville, um, and so I was here. Uh, luckily, had a grandfather that lived close to Thornblade and lived with him uh, until my wife and I got married. And uh, when did you get married? We got married in 2013.
1: And you were still at Thornblade. Yes. Can we talk about anything crazy that happened at Thornblade?
0: No, there's a lot of stuff that happened at Thornblade. It was a lot of fun.
1: All right, I'm ready. Your first unprompted story, and then I have a prompted one.
0: Uh, let's see. So I almost killed myself at Thornblade. Yes. On, yeah. a, on a piece of equipment called a Ventrack.
1: Okay, Ventrac. What was, what was the
0: uh, implement? Uh, so I was blowing one morning. A uh, buffalo and blower on the back? No, a turbine blower on the front. Okay. And, and I always tell everybody, like, this was literally God looking out for me because, you know, they always tell you a machine with the ROPs on it that you put your seatbelt on. So if it flips over, it doesn't crush you. And the, the bar protects you, the ROP system. So that morning I was in a hurry.
1: over protection Rollover system. over
0: protection system. Okay. And I was in a hurry, didn't throw the seatbelt on, and I'm blowing near a creek bank on the 18th hole at Thornblade. And as I back up, the creek bank caved in. Mm. And uh, and the machine stood straight up in the air. And I remember looking up at Blue Sky. And I just looked down behind me and rolled off the machine into the creek and landed and scrambled up the bank on the other side while the machine just, it seemed like an attorney. It stood there vertically. And then it just rolled over upside down and landed upside down in the creek in the water and buried the ROP system buried up to the seat in the steering wheel. So you'd machine. have been. I'd have been
1: crushed. Yeah, no hope in and, and silt and oh yeah, drowned if nothing else. Yeah. And, wow. So, so, do you wear your seatbelt now? Uh, no,
0: actually, I don't because of that right there. Anywhere you go, I mean, I wear it or my just vehicle. That 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 equipment. Yeah, I mean, on something like that. Just after seeing that. It it scared me so bad that it's it's hard for me to put one on.
1: Sure, but do you train your employees the way
0: every manual says that you have to? Yeah, I mean, you know, I tell them to wear theirs, um, but I know some don't. Um, but That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was a freak accident.
1: All right. So when was that? That was before or after you got married?
0: That was before.
1: So it didn't affect the life insurance change.
0: It didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Or or well, fortunately for me, my wife, unfortunately, so.
1: But no, uh, no, 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 no. I meant like enhancing it. Thinking, oh boy, if he's doing this every day, we got to go up. No, I'm just kidding. Um,
0: all right. So what happened with the chainsaw? <laughs> so the chainsaw is another story at Thornblade. Um, so Randy is actually out of town on the cruise when this happened in December. Okay. Um, and I did a lot of the tree work there, like most assistants. And we had now cut. where'd you get
1: tree training? Just out of curiosity.
0: So when I went went to work at Thornblade, we actually had a full time arborist on staff. Okay. And so he trained two of us on pretty much everything except how to climb. And he would have trained us on that, but um, I was not going up in a tree. Like tree climbing,
1: like basically when you put the stakes on the legs and well, so he, he you rope would, he up would, and then, he then you He would go. spike.
0: Okay. If there was a tree he was taking down, he would spike. But he also would throw in and tie off with ropes and use a saddle and harness and, and climb up into trees if he was just pruning and limbing. So yeah. he, he – Offered to teach us how to do that, and I did not did not want to. I'm do good that. with the ropes. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm okay. All right, gotcha. So anyway, long story short, back to the chainsaw incident. We had cut a big tree down. Um, was limbing the tree up, and as I was limbing, I cut a limb in a bind, and it caught the tip of the saw and turned it back toward my foot, and caught it went through my boot. Uh, and steel tip? No, it thankfully no they toe. were steel toe. Because uh, the doctor said I would have probably cut my entire foot off if it was steel toe. Because
1: it slid off the steel and come down and got to a right. different impact point.
0: Right. Okay. So, uh, so it was where the base of your big toe connects to your foot. It hit me there and went through the the skin, tendon on top of the bone, the bone, and the tendon on the bottom of the bone, and uh, break the bone. Oh yeah, cut it cleanly. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh i shouldn't have asked this on air it, sorry hold on per, so,
1: nope sorry that's the appropriate one <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry for all y'all out there we're, we're telling you these stories on how to be safe but i'd heard about the chainsaw so go ahead finish so, so you cut so, through the thing i, I did and uh immediately, anybody around
0: yeah i had two guys with me and okay. fortunately one of the guys with me was a retired paramedic wow And so he immediately came to me, got the boot off, and just said, Don't touch it, let it bleed. This is the best thing it can do, just bleed. And the toe was just dangling. Okay. And um, it didn't hurt because I was obviously shocked. I think, okay. Yeah. So they take me to the hospital. And um, another fortunate thing um, at that hospital where they took me was a smaller hospital, not one of the big ones in Greenville, but there was an orthopedic hand surgery there doing surgery that day and hand hand and feet are very similar sure so he scrubbed his schedule after he finished the surgery he was in and they took me in and uh he reattached it and today you would never know there's anything wrong like really there's one tiny little scar and you don't have
1: like a pig toe no like out of some other animal no out of a hundred percent Bad example if
0: if you take a hundred percent usage i lost six percent really yeah which is
1: amazing because, from what I understand, the big toe is very important to walking. Very much so. Balance. Absolutely. A number of things. Yeah. So your golf game, you blame two you get two strokes gained on that? No. I wish. You wish. I wish. You have a
0: good golf game, by the way. No, I don't play anymore. Did you play growing up? Uh, Competitively, like
1: junior golf stuff.
0: No, I played baseball, and okay. I played in high. I played golf in high school. Took up golf really more so then and. Um, I actually played golf my freshman year of college at Gardner-Webb before I transferred to Clemson. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Where's Gardner-Webb for everybody who's out there listening? So Gardner-Webb University is in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. It is a booming metropolis of about 800 people. And I have been to a basketball camp there. Very small. Uh, more students at the university. I think there's about 2,500 students there. And – um the university. Yeah, the university kind of revolves or the town revolves around the university. And so it's about 15 minutes from Shelby, North Carolina or about 25 minutes from Kings Mountain where I grew up. So Kings Mountain. Okay town.
1: It's basically the first major thing that you see when you leave South Carolina and come into North Carolina. It is.
0: There's some good hiking trails over there, aren't there? There, not? there is. There there's two mountains. Uh, King's Mountain, one's called King's Pinnacle, and the other one is Crowder's Mountain. Crowder's Mountain—that's the other one—and they kind of back up to each other. Yeah, I think there's some decent hiking trails there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're they're good. Hiking You've been trails. up those? I've been to Crowder's. I haven't been at the Pinnacle. Why not? You're from there. That wasn't my thing when I was there. And your wife never wanted to go? No, my wife's a big athlete, just not not hiking. What? What? Okay, athlete. What? What's she into? So my wife was a competitive runner. She. She ran track and cross-country at Clemson. Really? Mm-hmm. Maiden name? Uh, Ross, R-O-S-S. Nice. And uh, so she ran at Clemson, and, and it's continued to run. And now um, she is becoming certified in Pilates. And, oh, wow. And so she Pilates is pretty much her life now. She loves it. What's the difference between Pilates and yoga? I have no clue. Come on. I mean, I don't know. You're supposed to know I don't know. Of she, that. She, <laughs> She told me one night I was I was trying to stretch on the floor because I was kind of sore. And uh, I said, why don't you teach me some of the Pilates stuff that you know how to do? And so she, told, she took took me and showed me two very basic moves, very basic moves. And I couldn't do them. In Pilates? In Pilates. And she's like, you're awful. She said, you're the most unflexible person I've ever met. And I said, well. I need to meet her
1: then because yeah, I, yeah. I, I might compete with you. Oh, it, it, it's funny. Oh, no, it's bad. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. PT, the the, the lady, uh, our, we have a family physical therapist, I joke, because all the – both kids, my wife and I have both seen her over something in the last couple of years. And, like, the boys are the same age. She has two kids too, so it's hilarious. It's like we know her for that, you know, and yeah. see her at games. She's like, how you doing? I'm like, man, I don't really – should we talk about this right now? Because it still hurts, <laughs> you know. oh <laughs> uh, Anyhow. Okay, um so I get sidetracked. So 13 – You've um, been through trauma, been through trauma surgery. Mm -hmm. Went went through 10 weeks of rehab.
0: Now, did you get
1: to keep your job?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you get paid? I did.
0: What a gig. Yeah.
1: From the club or from short-term insurance?
0: Uh, Short-term and and long-term disability and workers' comp because it was a claim.
1: Oh, yeah, because it happened at the gig. It did.
0: Yeah, obviously. It did.
1: Now, how, how has that impacted you and your using chainsaws?
0: Not at all. Still use them all the time. Uh, we actually cut down nine trees yesterday, and I was running the big saw all day. What?
1: What's the big saw, 24-inch? Uh, 36. What's the biggest tree you cut down?
0: Uh, we cut down one last week that was, I would say, probably 45, 46 inches of diameter. One of the oaks out here? Yeah, one of the oaks for the construction project. You got any cross-sections of that you're doing anything fun with? No, I think Morgan took it and burned it, actually. Morgan, who's Morgan? Morgan Corporation. They're doing all of our rough grading and heavy work.
1: There's nothing you can do with any of that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I just let them have it. They told me get it on the ground and we'll take it from there. I said sounds good. You're like I can do that. That's right.
1: So okay, um, forty five inch tree. How you doing that?
0: Uh, come at it from one side with a wedge, big wedge. Yeah, cut out it from. Come at it from one side. Go as deep as the saw will go. You know, go to the other, then take the wedge. Uh, and then start the back cut. This one we had roped off because it was leaning back away from where we wanted it to go. So we, uh, once we started the back cut and hit it from both sides, that we pulled it and took it where we wanted it.
1: How many people did it take to pull a 45-inch oak?
0: Uh, it took a a big 24,000-pound back <laughs>
1: Okay. Wow. The big toys are out. I wish y'all could have seen, for all y'all construction renovation junkies, when I turned around the corner... I mean, it started with the one-lane road, but I think that's got to be City Sewer Line they're doing or something, or is that something for you guys right there?
0: So so there's two things. There's gas. They're putting okay. a new gas line in, okay. and then DOT is widening the road. And Are they doing
1: it because the club's getting changed?
0: No, well, they're doing it They're doing it because they want to connect a bike path or a walking path from the other side on Country Club yep. or um, on Pine Street okay. to the other road behind us. Um, so it's like a four-mile four, four mile bike walk path.
1: Oh, that'll be all right, though. Will that get you all a turn lane?
0: Uh, No, it will not. That sucks. I know. So anyways, yeah, the
1: first thing I see is, like, that going on, I'm guessing, right? Because it's its main.
0: It, it's gas and DOT out there right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's road stuff. It ain't club stuff. And then you turn into the club, and then you see the big stuff, the yeah. big equipment. And I'm like, dude, where'd the, where'd the chunk of trees go over there? hmm and then that's when you told me that. But, anyways, we'll get to that in a minute. So, there's all kinds of fun stuff going on. 13, where'd you go? What'd you do? What happened? So, Or do we need to talk about the BMW?
0: We can talk about BMW. Any about good BMW, BMW. stories? Uh, not really. I mean, the BMW was, after the first year I was there, which was the second year that Thornblade had hosted it, it was pretty much just routine. I think. No drama? Yeah, not really.
1: Not me getting a cart stuck? after play one day like I did at Chanticleer during the BMW? I don't
0: I never heard about that.
1: Oh uh, yeah. We were racing uh Adam Charles and I were racing Chuck and somebody else, Connolly, back from um like basically seven. Okay. Back in that corner, yeah. six green, seven T and I was going down around seven through to eight, cutting up that way, and they were going up on the top end of I guess that's six or five coming up that way. And there was a, you know, the cart path, and then off to the right there was a porta potty, and so I'm trying to save as much time. And I said to Adam, I said, "Can I go right to the porta potty instead of just taking the path up?" And he's like, "Sure, man." And it was wet, dude. We bottomed that thing out, left like a twenty foot tread. They had to come get it, and so I'm standing there hitting the accelerator. They're pulling and pushing, and man, I get covered in mud, head to toe, and I end up in the creek washing off before we go back to see Craig and. <laughs> He's say I got in trouble for that.
0: Yeah, um, I'm sure Craig was not happy about that. No,
1: he calls it Timmy Blight whenever I show up and do something
0: to the golf course. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> next like time Craig. you see him, you
1: need to ask him. I, I had some Timmy Blight at State Am. Um, somebody left a gas can in the back of a cart that I drove right down the middle of one tee to the fairway, Ooh, doing the that's not good approach. Ah, second morning man left the perfect white line for the last three days. Of I'm sure it did. <laughs> That's why I was wondering if you had any good BMW stories like that.
0: Uh, Let me think.
1: Nobody doing any screw-ups. Well, you know,
0: I actually had one my first year there with the BMW. So um, they took us guys that knew how to mow a straight line on greens. Okay. And we had to mow greens. Just Um, in the mornings. In the mornings. And so one of the greens I had to cut was number nine at Thornblade, which is right behind the clubhouse, and there's a creek right next to it. Yes. Yes. And this is before the greens had been renovated, so the creek was even closer at that point. Uh, and you, I mean, you maybe had a thirty-inch wide collar to f- to flip turn a greens mower on. You know where this is going.
1: I, I I think I hope it's just
0: you, not the mower in you. But go ahead. So, um, so I'm I'm mowing. That was my last green I had to mow that morning, and uh, and I we were double cutting, so I'd go on twelve to six, or front to back, and then I had to go. 90 degrees to that for my next cut and it's on tv so thankfully the camera operator's up on the tower reading the newspaper and i was on my second to last pass flip turn it on the narrowest part of the collar and the mower goes off and i grabbed it with one hand grab the handle grab get the other hand and and sit down in like a squatting position and hold the mower and i'm looking around like how am i going to get this thing up you know, a walk mower's pretty heavy. Oh, and, yeah. Uh,
1: I'm like one hand holding it going downhill. And, That's
0: pretty impressive. And Well, I got the second hand on it to keep it from going further. And, uh, and I start trying to drag it up, but it, I couldn't. Wet, get it dewy past.
1: bank it, in the morning. Yeah, I
0: couldn't get it past a certain point. So I just turn around and turn my head and see the camera guy up there, and I start yelling, and he comes down and helps me, and we get it back up. I mowed my last couple passes, mow the cleanup, and I go in. And I never told Randy about it until like a year and a half later.
1: But the cameraman didn't turn the camera on before he came down? No. Oh, that would have been great if he'd have just been than that.
0: <laughs> but uh, you know, it—it it was always a fun time to hear the BMW because we always—I liked the truck. The truck guys from the tour that came in and they would park in the parking lot, and in the evenings everybody would go down and, and drink a beer with them or hang out. And uh, to hear those guys' stories and the stuff that they saw from the players—I mean, it, they were a riot. Oh, I bet. Too. I bet. Those are some really good times, man. For those of y'all,
1: if you've never volunteered at any of these events, it's worth it just for the little things that you get like Absolutely. that. Aside from the work experience. Man, I, I – yes. Okay, so is there any truth to the um, the green sand that was being used in divots that got him in trouble with uh, the Golf Channel early on those first couple years or something? Like he was doing something overnight they didn't like because he was trying to hide divots or make the course look different or something? <sighs>
0: So I don't think it was so much the green sand; it was there. There was a lot of spring dead spot. That thorn blade we always fought it. Sure, and uh, and so on the camera, looking you at see it, it. you could see it really, really well. I mean, it, especially it, it when HD, Yes. right. And so, so Randy had formulated this this paint and pigment. Okay, that's what it was that he was putting in backpack sprayers, and they would go spray it. After the round, when we would come back in for the evening shift.
1: You could watch it on TV, see where you needed to go spray. Yeah, oh, absolutely.
0: That's, that's what we would do. We'd turn it on in the shop and watch it and say, oh, God, like you can see that. That <laughs> okay, looks bad. Okay, got to go out to six right. approach or whatever. And so we'd send guys out with backpack sprayers okay. to go do that. And uh, they got mad because the green, it was, you know, spring dead spot, there's no grass in the middle of it. And, and so the green uh, coloration – guys would would have a ball that would, could potentially land in there and be it turn into an a situation at that point. So the tour officials frowned upon that, but I, Randy didn't really care too much. It was his golf course, so I knew there was something that went on there. You just to get some good stories there, man, that club. Uh Randy, uh, I mean Randy didn't take any crap off of those guys. Uh and he would tell them I I heard multiple times that, you know, basically it was his golf course, and he had that golf course 52 weeks a year, and they were there one.
1: Now, this is pre-Bland Cooper work, and work. Now, there was Bland, Bland there Bland for most there
0: of them. Then. Yeah, Bland would come in, and he'd do the the, the pre-tournament, you know, and, and check everything, and uh, and then he would come back for the tournament. And we didn't really see Bland that much for the tournament. He was usually at, at one of the other courses. No,
1: he was in the hospitality suite. Come on. You know it, Bland. Sorry, he's you, a previous guest. We can harass has him. Has he? Yes. Or was he?
0: Yeah. I like Blaine. He's a great guy. He is. He's a hoot, man. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, we always had a good time during the event. Um, other than the really early mornings, it wasn't a, a big deal. It was it was pretty much just a, a routine, easy week for us.
1: Did you have any overnights where you just stayed?
0: No, but Randy had a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a few he wasn't days. close, man. No, he when lived, they moved up to the lake, yeah, right? I mean, that was 30, what 30, 30 45 40 minutes, minutes yeah. yeah. And so, um, uh, we had an issue with the irrigation one night. He was trying to get something to run and, um, wasn't sure it was going to, so he ended up staying all night making sure it ran. Sure. And, um, look, man,
1: two free weddings and wedding receptions. Or hosted by the club? Come on, dude. There's a few nights you can spend there for that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know about the validity of it.
1: You know, that's just rumor. It's just all it's all hearsay. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about that club because it went in a weird direction there after that. Um, thirteen. We keep moving from there. Where'd you go?
0: So I left and went to Holly Tree Country Club. That's right. Yeah. First superintendent job. It was. That was actually in fourteen. Uh, so thirteen was still still under the play. age of thirty. I was uh at four in two thousand fourteen. I. Can't remember if I just turned 30 or not. but
1: uh And first superintendent job.
0: For, yeah, took my first superintendent's job at Holly Tree in Simpsonville.
1: Is that the farthest off of 85 you were? I think
0: it was. <laughs> I think it was. Now actually. It might have been the closest, closest now that I think, I think about it. Because of 385. Yeah. yeah closest okay. to an interstate. I think okay. here at Spartanburg, probably the furthest off right now.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. Because you're six or eight miles off the interstate, depending on which exit you take. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Um, but Holly Tree was good. A uh, lot, a of, lot of learning experiences there.
1: Joe Jackson,
0: Joe, yeah, Joe's the, your golf pro, the, the general. He'd been there. He'd have had to have been
1: there twenty-something years by the time you got there.
0: So, so Joe was the director of golf slash general manager.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah I, I got it. you. So he
0: was my boss, also. Uh, oh, neat. And it was we had some tenuous times when I first got there. Um, you know, I followed a guy who had been there for. I want to say like thirty six years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he and he was, retired, right? He did retire. And uh, so you you take a guy who's much much older, and he was doing things in a very different way than I was. And then you, I come in there at twenty nine or thirty years old, and, and you had thirty year old equipment. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> from what I can recall, oh, it was it was like he
1: got the equipment new when he got hired thirty six years prior. Yeah, the, from the, what there I'm were
0: sure. some mowers that they were still using, and I was like, "What are these things?" <laughs> like I saw one of these in a museum. No, <laughs> I, I didn't know they still made these. I definitely couldn't get parts. That, that's actually true. There were some that we couldn't get parts for. That's crazy. Um, there were some mowers in in one of the buildings on site that. I literally had never seen, and they had—I don't think they'd been used in 20 years. Just there, they were just there and collecting dust. And uh, so the the to see the old relics was was an interesting time period. Man,
1: you didn't have one of those cool EMs like I'm seeing on the Twitter machine now that can start any of those things and get them up and going with some—I don't know—WD40 and some
0: law I, I had a good EM there. Uh, I don't think he was that good though. I mean, he, cared. He, he he told me at that point he was like if you get me new equipment, he was like I'll just I'll do anything for new equipment.
1: And so you got and some So we
0: did. Yeah, we we actually got a, a new a totally new package my first spring there. Nice. And uh really kind of started to change I guess things there and how they how they saw the golf course with new equipment and modern equipment and things that we were able to do at that point point. and uh you know, it was a First couple of years were were interesting, and then my last couple of years they were they were a lot of fun. Got to got to do a lot of a lot of new things once they gained my trust. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: changing agronomic practices and equipment can do amazing things for a property. Absolutely, and it, and that's not saying anything bad about what went on prior. No, right? There's no slandering anybody. It's not, you know, but I mean, I'm assuming a young twenty something
0: year old. You know, not a chip on his shoulder, but obviously something to prove. Want to get things right? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and I think um, a lot of a lot of my buddies who are superintendents, we all talk about it. We we all have a common goal, and that's to provide the best playing conditions that we can. But we all do it differently. Yeah, I mean, there's none of us that do it the same. Even the guys that worked for Randy Long um, at Thornblade after me, who, and I know Randy did things very similar with all those guys. They still do it completely different than how I do it and how he did it now. And that's great.
1: But you still have bent grass. You're the idiot. You're right. I'm just kidding. You're right. I are, mean, are, I do mean, you I like it. Of, uh
0: some days it's great and some days I'm pulling my hair out.
1: Now, this is renovated or
0: old? No, the, so so Spartanburg, the golf course here was fully renovated in 2008. Okay. And uh so we have A1A4 bent grass. Um you know, it's
1: and it was newly planted at that time
0: right it, it was. wasn't one of those where they stripped it put it somewhere and brought it back no, it, it was they were brand new construction and they were seeded in 08
1: okay so let's let's we were doing good man we were focused there for a minute sorry i get sidetracked at hey, Spartanburg. i'm staring out this beautiful window trying not to get distracted um so holly tree yep got married then mhm we're married got married when you uh, were at holly tree uh,
0: got married at thornblade
1: while well, you're at thornblade yeah. okay so, y'all are still now living in Greenville somewhere?
0: We do live in Greer.
1: And this is where you then went from Holly Tree to here to here.
0: Yeah, to Spartanburg uh, in 2018, August of 2018.
1: So, four seasons, four and a half seasons at Spartanburg.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, I'll be it will be six years here. You've been here six years in August. Yeah. Long time. Time flies. Dude, that's crazy. It, uh, it is. I guess
1: for me, thinking about it on the outside, you you've lived it. It's probably felt a little longer than that.
0: <laughs> it's uh oh man. There's there's some days, and I'm sure everybody goes through it where you're just like, all right, how do I make it through this day? I just have to get through it.
1: Well, and in this transition wasn't easy. And I'll segue in because I got the whole um, shoes are bigger than you know bigger shoes to fill. Whatever that analogy is, you know, you got to follow some guy with bigger shoes, etc. And you know the whole Chuck Borman thing and. You know, I think we've done okay going into our 16th year following him. And so, I mean, you had a, a Burns brother, right? I did. Harold, right? I had Harold.
0: 30-something years at this he club? Was, he was here for 32. 32 years you got to follow. So, yeah, yeah, it was a uh, – it was following a got Holly Tree for 35 or 6 and then following a legend here. Is that what
1: sold him on it? Is, look, look, I know how to do this. I've done this already. I think so. I think that was part of it. Uh, I never even thought of that's a, that Dude, that's a set-apart thing yeah. on a resume. Pay attention, folks. Note these little details.
0: And I can tell you, to a young guy out there who's wanting to be a superintendent, if you follow an older guy, uh, just be prepared. Because everything you do is going to get be compared to him. Okay. A, a guy so this is one of
1: the things I wanted to talk
0: to you about. Yeah, I mean, a guy that's been there for so long, you know, he's – like I, I mentioned Randy. You know, Randy did – a lot of the same things year after. You guys year Randy year. was there for twenty something plus twenty seven. So, so Thornblade opened in eighty nine, and Randy came in three months after it opened. And okay. he, re- he retired, I think, in two thousand and twenty, or so 19. thirty three years. Yeah, th- thirty something years there. Okay,
1: wow, thirty one. Sorry, so whatever the math is.
0: So yeah, I mean, you know, um, so you've been around
1: some stout folks,
0: very much so. Okay. But, but but those guys are awesome too, because I can still. Reach out. I can call Harold at any point in time who was here for so long and knows everything and say, Harold.
1: Harold, why do you have this case of manage in the back here? I, can't, I don't even recognize this package. Oh, in,
0: in all honesty, so when I got here, there was some stuff in our chemical room.
1: <laughs> like the mowers? Like,
0: well, yeah. <laughs> like the mowers. I mean, it was so old that there was one that had been a liquid formulation that had turned into a solid. Wow. And I had no clue what it was. There was no label. Any mercury? I uh, didn't don't, find any trouble. Don't mercury. get in trouble. Don't get in yeah, trouble with any mercury. of your answers. Okay, but I mean, we found some some just really we got some methyl bromide back here, man. We got some. Yeah, we found some stuff that was so old. Uh, it's kind of funny. Like a, a good friend of mine that that passed away this past year, Jason Higginbottom. Uh, oh yeah. Uh you know, Jason would come in, and I would take Jason in the chemical room. And be like, Jason, what is this stuff? Like, I have no clue what this is, and he would just start laughing.
1: Did he know? Oh, he knew. Okay.
0: He was like, man, this stuff is awesome for for insects. I said, is it labeled? I mean, you know, can we use it? Is it, it? legal? He, like, he was like, nope. It was uh, it was illegal about 15 years ago. Went, okay. <laughs> that's true. So, Not uh, off patent, folks. So, so, Outdated. <laughs> yeah. So so the first uh, pesticide waste disposal day got a lot of old stuff. Man, that's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great. All right. So you were going down a great road. Advice for young guys. Following somebody else.
0: Yeah, I mean, you use those guys but, as an But asset. you're going
1: to get questioned, like you said, Oh, absolutely. Too, by who? Members? Members. Because something's different around this tree or that tree or that pin sits different or oh,
0: anything. Oh, yeah, completely. Uh, I mean, you're going to get questioned by members. You're going to get questioned by your staff because you're completely different than he is. You're going to be questioned by by your, uh, your boss, the general manager, or whoever's in charge. Immediate supervisor, right? yeah. I mean, you know – so, so don't look at it as a negative. Look at it as a positive. It's a way that you can change their mind um, and help lead them into what you're trying to do.
1: And how do you do that? Communication? Absolutely. Communication. Non-defensive postures? Yeah, don't,
0: don't be defensive. I can promise you I, I get defensive, and, and I know I'll bristle when people start questioning what we're doing. And don't do that um, because that makes things worse at that point. Um, and
1: you're you're fair skinned, so your face turns red. Oh, you're, I, oh, you yeah, you have tells. Oh, yeah. Like I'd love to play poker with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a bad poker player, as you can tell. And no, that's
1: all right. You've gotten way more comfortable in the last thirty minutes than you were when you sat down. That's good.
0: Oh, that's good. I'm glad. Yes, yes. So, uh, but but use those guys um, and and lean on them from their their knowledge because they've seen a lot more. Oh my god, than gosh. you have. Yeah. Um And I know that Randy, long, you know, from Thornblade, like Randy and I are still super tight. He comes over and has lunch um, once every three or four weeks. Uh, And I bet
1: they love seeing what you're doing.
0: They they do. Uh, And Randy tells me, he's like, i got to get my golf course fixed. So he'll come over. We'll have lunch. We'll ride the golf course for a little bit. He's like, all right, I'm good. I'll see you again in a month.
1: Now, is he – I think that was – you you have a utility cart. I do. Correct. Yes. Like open air. Right. Is he comfortable – Riding around the golf course in an open-air utility cart.
0: (laughs) I know where this is going. Do do
1: you take him around in your cart, or do you have to get in the truck and drive him around in a closed-cab vehicle? We we go
0: around to my cart. He's comfortable here. Okay. I can't say at his place he was comfortable That So,
1: when I first met him, 2000 or 2001, for – the Bobby Chapman, not the Bobby Chapman, the, the, th- blade. the blade, the blade, the blade. I'm thinking Bobby Chapman because we're sitting here and I see that logo. Um, and this dude's riding around on the golf course in a damn Jeep Cherokee. Oh yeah. And I looked at the pro at the time and I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? Cause this, I think it was still one of the, um,
0: oh, the Seawells. I think Daniel Seawell was the pro at the time. I think he might've been, that might've been before he went back to Aiken. Correct. Yeah. That's
1: dating myself here. But anyways, he's like, oh, that's our superintendent, Randy. And then he had that same Jeep Cherokee. I mean, until you worked there.
0: So he did. Um, And Randy, I very rarely ever saw him in a cart. Was that a late 90s model? I think he had traded it in and upgraded it when I got there. But it was still a blue Jeep Cherokee. Okay. And um, so he loved the Jeep. And he would drive it anywhere and everywhere on the uh, golf course on the golf course um you know obviously he wouldn't drive on a tee box or a green but but if if he had to go across the fairway he would just zoom right across the fairway wherever he needed to go uh and and did you ever there, have to ride in that oh absolutely so sometimes it was good and sometimes it wasn't if it was if it was you came in in the afternoon and Randy said hey let's go take a ride you knew usually then it wasn't going to be a good thing
1: something had happened right okay
0: um but, you know, if you were working on the golf course, especially on the crew, you kind of normally had one eye to the sky, looking for the Jeep Cherokee somewhere.
1: Was there like a code word on the signal or on the radio? Like,
0: no, not really. You just hear everybody go, "Oh, Randy's out here," and uh, so so you just knew, like, be on your best behavior. I mean, not not that you aren't anyway, but just don't be caught goofing off because Randy didn't take kindly to that.
1: So Hap was the same way, Lathrop. Yeah. And the joke was, um, we actually had, it was called Can-Am. Okay. Like, Can-Am team matches. Right. And so, like, if he'd come in the front door, somebody would be like, Can-Am. And it'd just go down the hall, Can-Am, Can-Am, Can-Am. <laughs> <laughs> and he never figured out why we were saying Can-Am when he walked into the building. But, yeah, same alert system, man.
0: You got to watch out for the boss. So, so, Randy, I'll tell you a really funny story about Randy and the Jeep. Um, one afternoon at Thornblade, we had a really bad thunderstorm, terrible thunderstorm. Dude. And uh, <laughs> really, really bad hell.
1: I've seen some of these places where th- these bad storms that flood this place.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, well, it actually didn't flood. It was just really bad hell. Okay. And so driving back to his house up on Lake Robinson, you know, long, long journey, he hit this hail storm, and hell just destroyed the Jeep, destroyed it. And uh, <laughs> the next morning, I mean, he was down in the dumps about the Jeep. And uh, it looked like somebody had taken a ball-peen hammer and just beat the heck out of this car.
1: Like windows broken?
0: No, no, not quite that bad, but just dents everywhere. Sure. And uh, because of the age, they totaled it. (laughs) So he had to get a new vehicle. And Thornblade provided the vehicle. So he starts looking around, and he tested all these different vehicles. And he ended up on a Subaru Forester. Okay. So when he got the Subaru, we the joke was, and we would tell Randy this is that you know he could drive to Asheville and not be uncomfortable at that point, <laughs> or if he went to Whole Foods, he fit in in the parking lot, and uh, he would always joke around. But he actually did start liking to go eat lunch at Whole Foods. So the the Forester fit in like a, you know, it would just fit fit right in in the parking lot with all the other.
1: I think he'd like going there because you can get a cold beer while you shop too, though, and with your lunch. Maybe so. <laughs> the Maybe whole food so. sneaks up on you like people will sleep on that, but those cup holders built into those carts it it took me months to realize they had a they had a purpose.
0: That's why we like Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, yeah. same thing. Awesome. Yes, I had no idea. Okay, so y'all are healthy eaters. Uh, I mean, we try to be.
0: No, that's good. That's good. I try to be. What does your wife do? Are we allowed to ask? Uh, she's a Pilates instructor. That's it. That's it. Man. My, my, so my wife was a teacher. Okay. Uh, she taught AP calculus, AP chemistry, and AP physics. Wow. My wife's very smart. Is she a tutor for like high school she kids? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's a lot smarter than I am. Nice. And, um, so when COVID hit, everything went virtual. Yeah. And it's hard to teach those classes without having labs. Sure. Because you have to have the labs, especially for the science classes. Yeah, At that level, you do. And um, and so the next school year, where she was teaching at the time, said that we're going to stay virtual. And my wife said, well, we have to have labs. And they said, well, we're going to stay virtual. And she said, well, I'm not teaching. And at that point, she hung it up. And uh, honestly, I hate to say this, but it was probably the best decision she ever made. Yeah. Because she loves now the freedom that she has and doing what she wants to do.
1: That's great. That's great. Man. All right. So um I had one other thought I wanted to get to before we um man, I didn't realize how long we're running. I'm not keeping you from working, am I? Oh, you're good. It's man. raining and it's nasty. Yeah, it's just raining. Doing, there's nothing we're doing. Cutting trees in the rain. Um up upst- who's the guy eyeballing us, man. Are we in trouble? Nah, he's one of the cart staff. <laughs> um Upstate Turf Grass
0: Association. Yeah. What is that? So the Upstate Turfgrass Association is the local chapter of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendent Association um, in the Upstate region of South Carolina. So we encompass from the North Carolina state line um, in Blacksburg all the way down. Well, let me go to the other way to the western side, all the way to the the North Carolina and Georgia line. Do so you um, have members from both states? Yep. Well. Yes and no. Um, Most we, of the golf courses are We allow them to okay. join. But the upstate region encompasses all that down to just past Clinton um, or new, or almost to Newberry. So, so Scott's,
1: Scott's the cutoff line at Mid-Carolina, basically. Much. Scott I, I think, goes I south.
0: Scott's goes, Scott goes to Mid-Carolina, or he goes to the Midlands, and, and Will Holroyd at, at Musgrove, Musgrove comes, comes, this, comes way. this way. Makes sense. So, um, But, you know, it's a fairly big region. Um a lot of golf courses in the region. And it's, it's like I said, a local association, but it's something that we like to, to have for our members um, to give them education when we can, to give them resources. Um, what
1: do you yeah. all meet, six, eight times a year?
0: So events, I think we have six or seven events. And you have one
1: coming up you have to get Kim some information for?
0: We do have one in April. That she told me to remind you. This yeah. is your reminder. So so we're we have an event. She asked me if uh, I if the, I
1: asked you, I'm gonna say listen to the podcast. That's right.
0: <laughs> so so we do have an event in Greenville at okay. a R three course called Three Greenville. Nice. And it's a skins game. And uh, so we're still working on cost of the event. Gotcha. And that so do you have the date? Uh, April the eighteenth.
1: So it's not during yeah. Masters it's Week. Not. Good it's move.
0: The, I think it's the next week this year. Cool. So um, it's a Thursday evening. We oh, would encourage awesome. anyone around to come out. Um to, you can register for it on the carolina's uh golf course superintendent's website yep um and there'll be information going out next week about it um cool. once we get the costs figured out nice so, uh, that's a good event it is it's a lot of fun i haven't been to that in a couple of years well, you should come this year i know i know i mean three it's t- turkey
1: season man but it is at night no excuses
0: just don't go hunt friday morning
1: is it friday morning
0: it's Thursday night. You just don't go home Friday oh, morning.
1: Oh, we'll be perfect. No,
0: I can come Thursday night. That should be fine. Um, but so, you know, Threes has a new clubhouse, so come out and enjoy it. It
1: does, man. They have a lit putting green, right?
0: They do. That. So they have a Himalayan-style putting green. It yeah. has 18 holes on it. It's a, lot of, it's a, lot, of a lot of fun. It's They've done a lot down there. Yeah. It's
1: the one right off of 385 across from the downtown airport for those folks who are looking to come to Greenville for something entertaining to do as we sell our community there.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, How many Augusta members do you have here at the club?
0: I think we have four right now. Used to have five. I think we have four. Um, Have a lot of members who are members at other places as well. Uh, Sage, Secession. uh, So
1: how often do you get invited on golf trips? Zero. Hoping the members are listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't ask to go play Augusta. You have to wait to be invited. For those of you who don't know that or have never heard that memo, trust me, don't ever ask a member, wait to be invited.
0: Yeah. Uh, you ask, I, you won't guess, get invited. I guess I'll just keep waiting on that one. Yeah.
1: It's a good spot. You should try it sometime. Really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: I've heard it's pretty good.
1: It's good. It's good. Even in December, when um, the ryegrass didn't take and the member apologized for the conditions of the course when we got there, and I said, are you kidding me?
0: It's the holy grail.
1: It, well, dude, so you say that, and it was 55 and cloudy. It looked like today. Yeah. It's a little cooler. Today's 48, right? Right. So it was like 55 and cloudy in December, and hit our T balls on 11. And all three of us in a small area at the top of the hill, this is before they moved the T's way back. And as we're walking up to the top of the hill, the sun puts a little opening. Ray of Sunshine hits our golf balls as we're walking up, and we all just kind of stop. We're like, do we really just walk into Amen Corner and this happen? I mean, it it, it doesn't get better than that. uh, It's magical. So, um, But anyways, you're the um, president of the Upstate. I am. I am. How does one become the president of the Upstate Turfgrass Association?
0: So I've been on the board now for, I think, eight years.
1: Yeah, you've served for a while.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, just kind of rose up through the ranks, decided I wanted to to take an executive role, and um, so – the year what, why?
1: That's what I really wanted to ask.
0: Because I want to give back. Okay. I mean, I, I like the aspect of giving back and helping all my fellow brothers and sisters in the turf grass industry.
1: I was always wondering. I've never asked anybody this directly. You know, like, why are you a member?
0: Right. Um,
1: like, did somebody tell you early on you should join this organization and take you to meetings or like, how'd yeah. you find out even?
0: You know, I don't think so.
1: Um, just working for these people yeah, that were working. involved.
0: Yeah. I mean, and so like working for Randy, Randy was, I won't say Randy was very involved, but he wanted us to attend. Sure. And he wanted us to network and to meet people and to, to especially guess, conference and show like, to start our own um, careers and moving forward in that. And, and, and he was, he was, I, kinda, I like to say about Randy and some of those guys at that age that they were the OGs. You know, Randy and Will Holroyd. I mean, they were the Like original,
1: I said, man, the draft class of 83. Yeah, they were the original gangsters. Elroy. You knew those, you knew
0: those guys. Kozar. Uh, I always laugh when I was an assistant for Randy. We'd be at conference and show and be walking around on the show floor. And, and if you're with Randy, you know, like it was like his little entourage moving around with him. And everybody would st- – not everybody, but people would stop Randy. And, I mean, I had no clue who they were at that point. Yeah. And he'd introduce you to people. But but that really opened a lot of doors to to networking and meeting those guys. And um, and so that was where I made a decision early in my career. I wanted to give back, and I wanted to serve on the boards. And so I did.
1: Oh, Man, we were going to cheer for that. Sorry, we weren't going to laugh at that. We were going to cheer for that. That's awesome. awesome.
0: And, I mean, at some point I'd like to serve on the Carolinas board. Okay. You know, um, I've told Billy that. And uh, – Or I think I've told Billy that he and I have talked about it. Yeah, you know, and 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 Billy and I were at Clemson together, so I knew Billy there, and we worked for Don together at the Walker Course, and uh, so to see Billy kind of move up, yeah, and go through everything, and then Adam Charles, who's a really good friend, same thing.
1: He was what four years older than you, five. Adam, couple years at Clemson. He was. He would have been getting done by the time you got there. Older than I was. Okay. Yeah. Damn, he's that old
0: too. Maybe seven.
1: Yeah, no, no, no.
0: Yeah, What's I just turned point? 40 this year. I think Adam's 48.
1: So Mills and I graduated the same class. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He looks older than me, though. He does. He he, looks he a lot is older. not older. Yeah, okay, thank you. That makes me feel better. Every time I see Mills, I'm like, dude, we graduated at the same time. We didn't know each other. But um anyways, uh, service, though. Like, how does
0: your wife feel about it She's fully in support of it. I mean, she has no... No negative. Uh, I mean, I don't say I wouldn't say any negative. I mean, she's just in support of it. You know, she she knows it's something that I like to do and I enjoy it. And, Doesn't
1: harass uh, you, you know? Oh, you got to go do this again. You got to go do that again. No, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, and and normally, um, I mean, she comes to some of the events, the Oyster Roast yeah. that we host every year in December. Um, and so, you know, she she's in support of me
1: doing it. You guys are um, going to sponsor another lunch coming up here soon, aren't you? We
0: are. So, What's that? so we're going to sponsor a lunch for Dr. Burt McCarty nice. along, along with the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendents Association.
1: It's not just for Burt, it's for field day.
0: It is for field day, but Burt is our honored guest.
1: So we're going to honor him with his favorite meal potentially, details pending.
0: Yeah, we're, we're working on the details at this point, but uh,
1: April the 9th. 9th at Clemson. Yes. Don't have to register. I, th- I think it's the 9th. Let me check. It is. I is, think it is. is it the I'm pretty sure it's the 9th.
0: So, but but for those of you that aren't aware, Bert is uh, is stepping away from his duties at Clemson as a, a full time professor, um, and you know he's uh, he's a legend in in our industry, and so we'd love to give back to him and do something to to help him. That's awesome. So,
1: so we're gonna help Zach with that. That's right. Make a good lunch out of it for the upstate folks over there. Um, awesome. All right. Something that you would tell um, 18-year-old Zach who went to business school but didn't know he wanted to go to turf school, but if he'd heard it at 18, he would have went to turf school. What would have turned the corner for you?
0: Uh, Follow your passion and do what you love. Um, I mean, I, I need to give my parents a big thank you on this. They pushed my sister and myself, but they always told us to do what made us happy as far as a career. Um, and I thought at that point, eighteen years old, that I wanted to do something in business. Um, really, I thought I wanted to do something in college athletics. And uh,
1: sounds like my son.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I was student equipment manager at Clemson on the baseball team for two my junior and senior years. Okay. So that that was kind of opening my door.
1: Sports marketing gig somewhere, so, something like that. Work for work for a team, right?
0: And uh, and so my. When I did my first summer on the golf course, I realized how much I truly loved it. And uh, I just didn't follow it then. And, you know, in hindsight, I wish I had, but I'm glad I didn't. Sure. Because it led me me to where I am today.
1: And you're happy. Yeah, absolutely. And he's not just saying that because a member might be listening. (laughs) But if a member is listening, the real reason you're listening is you should take your superintendent to play golf with you sometime across across that little river but that's just me talking um all right first car you ever drove a
0: 1991 ford explorer five speed
1: wait a minute a 91 explorer had a five speed heck yeah really
0: yeah that's awesome on the floor on the floor my parents bought it from a guy they knew that was a surgeon and he used to bird hunt with it
1: a two-wheel drive Four-wheel drive. So it had the full four doors then.
0: Oh, yeah. Full four, four, four doors. It wasn't the
1: sport. It was the four full and, doors.
0: And, and had a uh, a big hole in the back seat from where a shotgun had gone off. Somebody
1: shot. Luckily, it hit the floor. That's right. And not someone. Um. All right. First piece of equipment you ever bought as a superintendent. I know you got the lease package.
0: First piece. Pro- probably the fairway mowers on that lease package because okay. they were in dire need. Is there
1: anything else that we should have told the world that I haven't asked you about today that when you said, I'll be on the podcast, you were thinking, man, I got to I gotta bring this up?
0: You know, I can't think of anything right now. Um,
1: Shout out to the wife. Thank an old boss.
0: Yeah, I mean, love my wife. She's awesome. She's fully in support of everything. Uh, and so... Just in I'll, case she's listening? <laughs> I don't know. She's not much on podcasts.
1: But if you're on, she might listen. She might. She, she might. might.
0: Um, you know, my old bosses have been great. Um, I still talk to all those guys regularly. Um, talk to Scott MacArthur a couple times a week usually. It's hard not to talk to Scott if you get that close. And what a dude. Talk, talk to Randy quite often. That's and, uh, you know, so those guys are great. And um, for the young guys, like I said, just, just use those, those older guys to your advantage. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for your time today, man. We're going to make it just under an hour.
0: Enjoyed it. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Check in next time on another episode of Pulling Weeds.